You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. It's another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. Thank you so much for being with us once again. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is the Big Chris Newton. What's up, my man? What up, though? How you doing, my friend? Oh, you know what? Living the dream over here in Washington, D.C., where the uh, weather is turning into summer this week and where the cicadas are about to take over the world. What I'm what I'm happy about is the pollen is pretty much died down, man. I tell you, the last month it was horrible, man. With the trees and flowers blooming, spring is in full effect, and I'm telling you, man, the warm weather. I just, I mean, it, the pollen was just everywhere, killing you. Taking your car to the car wash every two days, and uh, yeah, it was everywhere, getting in your nose and lungs and all that so people you sneeze a little bit people are gonna think you got covid so you gotta <laughs> you almost choking not to sneeze in public or coughing public and you know you're deep in the south living in richmond and back when i was living in western new york i didn't really comprehend the amount of pollen that comes out all at once when you live in the south whether it be here in dc or farther south when i lived in the raleigh durham area of north carolina it is an entirely different experience when you literally see puffs of yellow coming out of the trees. It's like, is that smoke? Oh, God, no, that's pollen. Oh, this isn't going to be good for the allergies. Whew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it on your car every morning, man. You come yeah. out and it's just green and yellow and everything else, man. And, and where I live in Richmond, I live in the suburbs. I live in Chesterfield County in Wood Lake. So my development is basically an old forest and they just threw a development in it. So we're surrounded by trees. I got like eight, nine trees just in my backyard, deer running through, snakes, deer, you might see frogs and everything else. So we live in the wilderness. So uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty good, man. So let me tell you, the listeners, what it is that we're going to be talking about tonight we are going to go through the newly released schedule and we are going to give our way too early predictions of what the Buffalo Bills are going to do this season. But first, there's a couple of things regarding the schedule that we've got to talk about, namely four primetime games. So tell me, big man. We as fans love the primetime games. We love the hype. We get up for it. it. It has an entirely different atmosphere. I don't know if I love all of them because it makes for a late night here on the East Coast, but what does it mean to the players when they know that they've got a national audience and their peers are going to be watching them? I think they love it. People get up for it because they're small in numbers. 
And so, yeah, we have four primetime games and we have five nationally televised games as of right now. Mm-hmm. Once again, if we meet expectations, I'm sure some of those December games are going to get flexed into a national televised game. But we have four uh, primetime games and, and they love it, man. I'm telling you, I've been around some of these guys. They really get up for the primetime games because then, you know, everybody's watching and all eyes on you versus the one o'clock, four o'clock where one o'clock it could be 10 games, the four o'clock could be eight more games. But when you got that nine o'clock or that eight o'clock game um, on Sunday and then, of course, Monday night football, everybody tunes in for it. They get psyched for that. They look forward to it. And I would have to think that is where a lot of reputations are cemented. You know, you put up a big game in front of a national audience and the other players in the NFL are seeing you. Suddenly, you're the guy who makes the interceptions, who's devastating when they get to the quarterback or who fumbles the ball or things like that. So you want to be at your best because everybody wants to be respected by their peers, right? Of course. And I tell you, I lived it, man, because like I said, I always talk about um, my high school teammate, Joe Johnson. He made his uh, first Pro Bowl off of a Monday night football game. It was the New Orleans Saints versus Dallas Cowboys. And he gave Larry Allen his lunch. And John Madden was whooping and hollering all over him. And that's what propelled him into uh, one of his... uh, Pro Bowl bids. He made two of them in 1999 and then again in 2000. And so that's that's what really propelled him into the national spotlight when he had a great performance against Larry Allen on Monday Night Football. I'll never forget. Larry Allen, one of the best of all time. Yeah, well, Hall of Famer. Part of one of the best lines of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it means something because everybody's watching, you know. And there's, before we really get into the schedule, there's also a very cool scheduling quirk. The Bills are going to have, after their uh, Thanksgiving Day game, they're going to have 11 days to prepare for the Patriots. And it's almost always the opposite. The Patriots always get long rest, and they're always going up against teams on short rest. Well, thank you, Lord. It's happening to them four times this season where they're playing teams with an extended break or coming off of a bye. Ha, very nice. But let's talk about it, man. The schedule is out. It's one of the biggest weeks in the NFL. That was last week, and there's been a lot of analysis about it. But you know what people haven't done? They haven't gone game by game and talked about what is going to happen with our beloved Buffalo Bills in the 2021 season. And damn it, I think we've got some answers. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I was on a uh, podcast last week, the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach and uh, Dirty Randy and his landlord, man. It was a kid from uh, St. Louis. He grew up not too far away from where I grew up, man. We had a blast, man, just doing the early, the way too early pickums, man. So we did a live YouTube video on it uh, as the schedule came out. And so we had fun last week. So I'm ready to do it with you also, my man. Fantastic. Let's get into it. Week one, it was rumored that the Bills might be playing a Thursday night game against Tampa. That didn't work out, but it looks like the game of the week is going to be September 12th at 1 p.m. And I'm willing to bet that the national game is going to be the Steelers coming to Buffalo 
Roethlisberger. What do you think? I think it will be. I think it'll be one of those things where most of the country will get that game at the one o'clock spot um, on CBS. I, I love it. I know a lot of people who felt like the Tampa Bay, like you said, the Tampa Bay uh, Buffalo game was going to be the week one. Instead, I believe Tampa Bay is going to get the Cowboys, which mm-hmm. I like that matchup also. And as far as, once again, going back to primetime, not that I'm going to give you my predictions, but I want to go back to that. Um, the only problem I really have about the scheduling is the fact that San Francisco has more primetime games than us. We have four, and then I think uh, San Francisco has five. They do. But it's like six other teams with five, like the Saints, uh, Seattle, I believe Rams, and I have no problem with all those, Kansas City, because they all made the playoffs. But the 49ers, that was a little perplexing. So the only thing about the scheduling that I did not like was the fact that San Francisco, who right now they already know who their starter quarterback is going to be, is having more primetime games with us. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, about Talking about Pittsburgh, I like the uh, matchup. We've beaten them the last two outings. I know because my neighbor is a big Pittsburgh fan. And uh, the first year we beat him, all right, uh, he had to mow my grass. Oh. And, and now we beat them last year, and now he has to take him and his lovely wife have to take me and my wife out to dinner. Not anything big. We'll just go to Glory Days and get burgers or something. But he got to <laughs> flip the bill. So I'm not going to call his name, but he's my next-door neighbor. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Uh, Roethlisberger, I believe, is on the men's. I think he's on his way out. We got the game at home. It's going to build mafia. I, hopefully by the end the COVID thing, and we're going to sell out the stadium. We're going to celebrate our wonderful 2020 season and uh, going to the AFC Championship, winning the AFC East. I think it's going to be crazy, man. I, I, I don't see us not winning that game. I'm with you. I think Roethlisberger has seen better days. And, you know, the Steelers were excellent in the first half of last season, but they really came back down to earth in in the second half. I just don't see a way in which the Bills aren't going to come out flying and win that game. So Buffalo starting off with a win and God, that's exactly how you want to do it with the first game of the season. So Mm -hmm. the second game of the season. The Bills are headed down to Miami to play the Dolphins, who are rapidly improving and also stockpiling draft picks for the future. They are looking formidable. And Brian Flores has got something good going on down there. Do you think that this is the game where Miami finally makes a stand against the Bills? Yes. Yes, I think I think we're gonna drop that game. Only thing, if Tua comes out and lay an egg, well, like you already mentioned, I like the GM, I like the coach and the direction they're going, but it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be a one o'clock game in Miami, early in mid September. It's gonna be hot. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like once again, I'm hoping and praying that COVID restrictions lift. So what's going to happen when Buffalo, the Bills go down there and they're going to get the party and all that, then got a one o'clock game in the heat. I think we're going to drop that one. And it's okay. I don't think we're going to sweep the AFC East this year. So I think I'm, I'm marking that down as an early loss for the Bills. As am I. I think that the Dolphins, like I said, they're, they're building something there and Playing early in the season in Miami, it hasn't hurt the Bills recently, but you know, I 
I think that this is the year that the Dolphins start playing a little tougher. Now, the the third game of the season here, the Washington football team is headed to Buffalo, and this burns my toast a little bit. I, as I have mentioned, live in D.C. You live a couple hours south. Now, this is the 17th game of the season, the one that was added after the, the schedule was already put together. And it was right. just decided on a whim that NFC teams were going to play against AFC teams for the 17th game, and it was going to be just random. Okay, this year, the NFC teams are going to go to the AFC stadiums. Well, damn it. You know what? We could have gone to that game so easily if it were just the other way around. And for some arbitrary decision or reason, they made this decision. And now it's not in our backyard. Damn it. That's what I have to say about that. But the Bills are going to get a win, despite the fact that the Washington defense is spectacular and it's getting better. And... Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be their starting quarterback going into the season. And the Fitz magic shows up early in the year. Every season is when the Fitz magic arrives. It's going to be a tough one, but the Bills are still going to win. Fitzy, you know that's my dog, man. Shout out to Stacey Hansa. You know she loved her some Fitz magic, man. I tell <laughs> you. She used to man, love that dude, right? I think it's going to be one of those situations where that defense is very formidable. I think we get the win at home, but it's one of those situations. Like, I want him to perform well. I love Fitz. Um, we talked about it at nauseum that we wish we could have brought him back to Buffalo oh, yeah. and being the backup quarterback. I love the guy. I love what he brought. And I, I always, he's one of the guys I always wish the best for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to see him succeed just not on September 26th at 1 o'clock. All right. Yeah. I want him to lose that game. And I feel like we're going to be on him early and often. And you know, he's he's one of those type of players. He he could go on a run every year. He yeah. has four or five games where he looked like an NFL MVP. And then uh, then he eventually, you know, falls off. It's like free throw percentages. Like if you hit 10 free throws a row, eventually you're going to start missing and it's going to taper down to the mean. So um, I think it's going to be one of those situations with him. Uh, but I do wish him well early on, but I do want to win. And I know what you mean, man. I wish that game was going to be uh, at FedEx Field so we could tailgate and have a good time. Has there ever been a player more popular amongst the Buffalo Bills fan base that does not play for the Bills? I can't think of one. That is a good question. Definitely does not still in the league right now. I'm sure we could go through the annals of our history um, but right I think now, what I you meant was annals, not annals. Did I say annals? You sure did. Annals. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You gotta, you gotta take that out. But don't, don't take it out. Just leave it on there so everybody can laugh at me. The okay. Annals of history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some tweets on that one, man. Oh, yeah. Deservedly so. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I was a business major, not an English major. (laughs) (laughs) So the following week, the Texans are going to the Bills. We don't even need to talk about this game. The Bills are going to destroy them. The Texans are a mess. Blah. 
Yeah, we don't even know who's going to be a quarterback. I think with the stuff, and we talked about it already, the stuff that um, the, the quarterback's going through, man, and I don't I don't see how he makes it out of this unscathed without at least sitting games. So if he sits games, this is week four, so he probably won't even be a quarterback. So, yeah, I think we're going to run away with this one. They're, they're a dumpster fire right now. Yes. J.J. Watt's gone. D. Hop's gone. So, I mean. New coach. New, new yeah, GM. New yeah, I just – I can't see us losing this game. We do. I'll be highly upset. So, we'll be starting the season three and one. Yep. But then, the Bills, in the first primetime game of the season, headed to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Are the Bills ready to beat them? No. No. I don't no. I don't think so either. No, I mean there we I don't think we did anything in the offseason to address the matchup problem that Travis Kelsey gets us the speed on the outside. We're still looking to add a QB uh I mean a cornerback, uh the second cornerback. So outside of Davis White, I just don't think we could defend the many options. It it would be wonderful if we can win it. I'm not saying we can't, but yeah, right now I'm marking that down. Until like we find out who's gonna be in our secondary. Uh, I think that's going to be a loss. I I think that's a safe bet. Um, I I just I don't see. I I just like you. I don't I don't see where the gap has closed between the two teams. Um, if anything, it looks like Kansas City has a better offensive line than they did last year, and right. I don't know that Buffalo is going to have a better pass rush than they did this past season. They could. They've added a couple of rookies to the mix as well as F.A. Obata. It could surprise us, but I'm not ready to say that they will yet. But now, a good thing to happen after that game is the Bills will have an extra day of rest going into a Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. And we remember what happened to the Bills against the Titans in primetime last season Probably the ugliest game of the season, even worse than the game uh, against Kansas City. Um, now, the Bills are going to Kansas City for, what is this, the fifth consecutive season? Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable how regularly that happens. Um, right. now, now, the Titans, a strong team, a playoff team. I thought they were going to go farther in the playoffs than they did. Um, they're... They're going to be tough again. They've got a good head coach. Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback. They've got that great running game. They have a, a solid defense. What's going to happen? I got us winning that game. You got us the, winning, huh? Yeah. This is going to be the rubber match the last uh, three years. Like you mentioned, we played them numerous seasons consecutively. Uh, two years ago, we won on a field goal. A lot of people say, oh, we should have lost that game. And then mm -hmm. we got uh, our teeth kicked in last week. Uh, last week. We got our teeth kicked in last year when we didn't even think we were going to play that week because of COVID um, situations. So, and we went out and got whooped. And so, I think this is going to be the rubber man. I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a situation we're going back to Nashville. I think uh, Bill's Mafia is going to take over the stadium and take over the town, and, and we're going to get a win. Bill's Mafia is going to take over the stadium. They always do. Tennessee fans don't come out quite as strong as Bill's fans do. And 
unfortunately, I just can't get last season out of my mind. It's a bad matchup for the Bills. They just run the ball so well, the Titans do. I... I, I feel like even if we go back two years, it took Cairo Santos missing three field goals in order for the Bills to eke that one out. I just right. don't like the matchup in this one. Um, I think Tennessee steals this one. Much closer game than the last time. I just don't think that the Bills are quite built for that specific team. And That's then fair. That leads into the bye week, doesn't it? Yes, it does, man. So at the bye, how many wins, how many losses you got? I have four and two. You have three and three. All right. I'm glad you're keeping track because I was not writing that down. No problem. I got <laughs> your back, man. <laughs> since you since you had me, you got me on anals, so I help you out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're going to be laughing about that for months on end, right? Oh, yeah, man. I'm always going to be the anals. I know I'm going to get that on Twitter. You're the anals guy. Yeah. <laughs> deservedly so <laughs> that's also going into the outtakes even though we are going to keep that in Just the uh that. in the cast you're gonna you're yeah we're gonna do an outtake sometime during the uh off season i'm sure that's gonna lead it off all this all the bloopers we have we edit it out that's what when i went on the uh podcast last week it was youtube live man and i'm like oh my god i've never been live like this is this is crazy and i was like all the mess up i have that you clean up for me man i was like oh you know what i'm saying i felt like a girl that went out without no makeup on and her wig man gee Oh, gee. <laughs> that is not an analogy I was ready for. Have you ever have you ever seen a woman without a wig on, man? You like, oh, like not like uh like you ugly. It's just like a shock, man. Like, oh my God. Like it's just uh, here I think we're going to run into one of our cultural differences. Uh, because I don't know any women that wear wigs that I'm aware of. Like nobody in my family. The closest I've got is an uncle that has a really bad toupee. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess a toupee is a form of a wig. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I guess. Know I know plenty of women that wear wigs, man. Oh, yeah. I done, yeah. Seen, I done seen women at the club dance and they start sweating. They wig fall off. I've seen people. I saw a woman... <laughs> My daughter, hey, you tournament this weekend, man. She over there hooting and hollering. She straightened up her wig and she yelled and screamed. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so one time I'm at a club and I say to this woman, I'm like, hey, I really like your hair. She's like, thanks. I'm like, is it tough to get it like that? She's like, no. And I I said, huh, because that it looks like you took hours styling that or in the salon. And she looks at me and she shakes her head and she said, you know nothing about black women. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. My wife always wants to cut her hair. And I'm like, dude, you're no. not cutting your hair. You're not cutting your hair. I'm like, do you know how many women wish they had long hair? Like her, my wife's hair is like down to the middle of her back. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, do you know how many women wish they had real natural hair that goes that long? I'm like, you're never cutting your hair. Like I, I'm putting my foot down on this one. Well, I don't I'm, care if you gain weight. I don't care if you lose some of your choppers. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> matter to me if we get you some dentures. I don't care. But no, you're not cutting your hair, dude. No way. Okay. So I'm glad we're in the bye week right now because 
50% of marriages end in divorce, and I guarantee you 25% of those marriages end because the woman cut her hair after they got married. You think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know most of the reasons for money and infidelity because you broke cut your hair. That's 25%? Oh, yeah, that's 25% of the reason right there. Yeah, yeah. I ain't saying I'll leave my wife, but I won't be a happy camper. I'll tell you that. Uh, and let's say, let's say the other, well, there's 5%. Let's say the, the cutting of the hair is 25% of it. There's 5% that is probably the woman's fault one way or the other. And then 70% is on us as men. Let's just be honest. Yeah. We're, we're idiots as a whole. I tell you. And we smell bad. We do. And are we idiots? Yeah. As a okay. whole, we're idiots. Okay. We're, we're, we're idiots compared to women. I would say that's true. Compared um, we're it, far less mature. We make dumb decisions, do dumb things. Uh, as a whole, we're not as compassionate, less, you know, more heartless. So yeah, we're, we're idiots as a whole. I think that's a hundred percent true. And also, um, our wives listen to this. So exactly. <laughs> I'm selling, I'm selling mankind out just to get brownie points for tonight. Smart move. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody is going to fault you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm selling, I'm selling all men out. I'm selling them out, man. So Halloween, it's a Sunday this year, and the Miami Dolphins are headed to Buffalo. So here we are. We talked about how Flores and Chris Greer, they're building something really good in Miami. But is Miami going to sweep the Bills? This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Again? Kendall- no, you don't. No, Ghetto Boys, my mind playing tricks on me. No, okay. Oh, I just that, did a rap reference. I'm sorry. Um, uh, that one slipped past me. Uh, no problem. When you said this year Halloween, fellow. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think Miami. Uh, at home, we're gonna get revenge. We're gonna split with them. Hell I yeah. think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get the win this time. Absolutely, and I. I don't think it's even going to be close. I think Miami's going to surprise them the first time, but the Bills are gonna whoop up on them in the uh in the second matchup. Now that is going to take the Bills from playing a Florida team in Buffalo to playing a Florida team in Florida. The following week the Bills are playing at Jacksonville and the Jaguars who are undoubtedly going to be starting a rookie quarterback. Boy stop and child please. They signed Tim Tebow to play t- they signed Tim Tebow to play four string tight end. That's even if he makes the team, dude. Yeah. I tell you, life hits you hard. And I'm not laughing at Tim Tebow. He's a good Christian man. I love what he does for the community. He's a college football icon. I will give him all that. Okay. But he came out of college saying he ain't working out at tight end. I'm playing quarterback. You spend a couple of years in the league, have a cup of coffee and baseball, that didn't work out. You tried your hand in commentating and doing analysis, and you talk fast and don't even take a breath between sentences. Now you run it back to Jacksonville, hometown kid. You go in there, you beg your uh, old college coach for a tryout, and now you four-string in the tight end role. Boy, I tell you, life hits you hard, don't it? 
I should say so. I'm glad life kicked my ass in my early 20s as opposed to being king of the world in in the early 20s because it really set me up for a much better life in my 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. He, oh man, it's is it a classic case of somebody who peaked too early? It looks like it. And how much of this is just to sell tickets? I think it's a lot of it to sell tickets. You want to you want to have a reason to come while Travis Atn and Trevor Lawrence develop into what they might become later on. But that might take a year or two. Maybe not for Atn. He might come out and uh, do well at the running back spot. But Trevor Lawrence is probably going to need a couple of years. So, yeah, this is the, you know, hometown kid, you know, won national championships in Florida, Urban Meyer. Let's put him on the cover of the season tickets and try to get people interested until those guys grow into their own. So Jacksonville had a great draft this year. And how could it not be a good draft when you landed one of the best QB prospects in years to come out? This is probably the best prospect we've seen come out since Andrew Luck. And there's no doubt that all eyes are going to be on Lawrence, but maybe putting Tebow on the team was done for the purpose of taking eyeballs off of Lawrence and changing the narrative a little bit to this guy who isn't going to make the team, but he can pull the media attention and the pressure away from Trevor Lawrence, who I keep wanting to call Joey. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I like their defense. I think Jacksonville is going to be a good up-and-coming team. It's just going to take a little time for them to gel. I like Miles Jack. I like Josh, the other Josh Allen on defense. So Yeah, he's uh, good. They got Shaquille Griffin. So I, I like their roster, what they're doing. I just think it's going to take a little – well, I'm not going to say take a little – I hope that it takes a little time for them to develop. But you never know, man. Some guys come out to break and they might have a magical season. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I got us as a win right now, but I mean, anything can happen. But I got us as a win. Yeah, I, I think that's a win also. Uh, and then that takes us to – Another uh, conference game, another division game. Bills are playing against the Jets, who are in they're in transition again. Another rookie starting quarterback has been brought in, and I do like what the Jets have done. I thought they had a really good draft. I think that they've signed some excellent free agents. It seems like they have a direction finally, and they have a pretty good coach there in Robert Sala, who has had a tremendous reputation as the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to find out what he can do as a head coach. What's going to happen in this game, big man? I think we're going to win the game. It's going Mm -hmm. to be in New York. Um, Zach Wilson, I believe, is going to be a day one starter. I think he's going to take his lumps. Once again, I I just think success, and I keep reiterating this, Ever since we've done this podcast, man, I think success is dictated so, not solely, but majority of situations. And I think Sam Darnold got a raw deal in, in mm-hmm. New York. I think they gave up on him too soon. I think that kid has talent. And I think you might see that in uh, Carolina. So, uh, Zach Wilson, I don't I don't see how he's going to be a person that's going to come right out the break and just – terrorize the league they're gonna have to you know continue to improve the roster until then we can continue just sweeping them year in year out so i think that's gonna be a win in new york in middle of november 
Yeah, I I can't see it happening any other way. I just think that I just think that Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are so good at confusing young quarterbacks with their coverage. You're probably going to see a, a three interception game from Zach Wilson, and you know he probably will develop into a good player, but he's not going to come out of the gate because he still has some development to do, but. Strong arm reminds you of Josh Allen a little bit. Um, you know, he could be he could be a guy that you hate playing for years to come, but he's not going to be there quite yet in mid-November of his rookie season. So that takes us to an interesting matchup. The Colts are once again coming to Buffalo in a rematch of the divisional playoff game. What will happen that day? I'm glad that they're coming to Buffalo. Um, they're going to have revenge on their minds. And I remember, man, that game. Um, Indianapolis looked good. All right. Yeah. Well, Phillip Rivers is. We we argue about is he is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, I think he's going to be in the discussion. Um, we were very scared that game, watching that together at the bullpen. Um, I think we're going to win the game. I don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do for the program. Um, but now that they don't have Rivers, I think they I, – I think it's going to be a tight game again. It's at home. I think we'll get the win. But I, I, that's one of the ones that we're looking at the schedule I was iffy about. And for good reason. Um, we don't know if Carson Wentz is going to bounce back, but at minimum, he's got to be better than he was last year because it just seemed like everything involving the Philadelphia Eagles was falling apart. And if you think back to the playoff game that Buffalo kind of eked through with a victory, Philip Rivers wasn't particularly good. In fact, he was missing some open receivers and they almost won in spite of the quarterback play, I think that the Colts are going to get their revenge on the Bills in this one just because I think they're going to come out more up for this game than the Bills are. I think I just think that they're going to have an emotional edge because they're going to have revenge on their minds. Uh, I, I think the Colts are going to win a close one. Okay. But then that brings the Bills to the Thanksgiving game, the Thanksgiving primetime game, which means the whole world is going to be watching them against, oh, the team from your old stomping grounds down yep. in the Big Easy. Yeah, man, that's going to be a good time, man. And that's that's probably the highlight of the schedule, man. Thanksgiving evening, the third game. So when you get your second helping of turkey and dressing, um, Hopefully you took a nap during the day. You could probably nap during the Detroit Chicago game, and uh, <laughs> and get ready for that late night. It's gonna start at eight twenty on the East Coast, so you don't want to fall asleep, man. That's that's gonna be wonderful, man. Um, I got us winning that game. Uh, New Orleans. I don't even think that they know who's gonna be their starting quarterback. You got Jameis Winston, who I just I don't know. He can make a leap and get better. But he turns the ball over a little too much for my liking. Right. Um, I love their defense. I like their personnel. It's gonna be at home for them, and I get it. They're gonna be hyped up. Hopefully, that we're doing well and they do well for that big time matchup. But it, it, anybody who's unsure at the quarterback position, uh, Taysom Hill, he's a gadget guy. 
They drafted my man from Notre Dame, Ian Book, in the fourth round. You know, I just, I mean, without not without knowing who the quarterback is, that's why this is the way, way too early predictions. Without <laughs> knowing who's at the quarterback position, I can't give them a win. So I, I, I got Buffalo going to the Big Easy with the Beignets and Etouffee and Jambalaya and getting the win. I can't see how this game is even going to be close. What happened the last time the Bills played on Thanksgiving? We blew out Dallas. Yes, that was the game Josh Allen arrived. That was the game Josh Allen said, I am going to become one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And my favorite play of at least the past 10 years, maybe my lifetime, was that fumbled snap that Josh Allen picked up and then powered through multiple defenders and flipped one over him to get a first down when the bills were going for it on fourth. My all time favorite play, the coming out party for Josh Allen. I, I think you're going to see more of that on this Thanksgiving bills are going to absolutely destroy. They're going to destroy the saints and everybody's going to see it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Now that sets the bills up. For a game that is going to happen the following Monday night. So not immediately after, but a week from Monday after Thanksgiving, the Bills are going to have extra long rest to prepare for the Patriots who are headed to Buffalo. I love it when this happens. I love it when (laughs) the Bills get extra rest to play the Patriots because it's always the other way around, right? Right. Right, exactly, man, exactly. Not Tom Brady's gone. Those 20 years of us getting messed over, now they try to finally make it right. Oh, man. You know, all those, and I'm quoting you here, but all those times the Bills got monkey stomped. <laughs> I love it when you say that. <laughs> what does that mean again? When you get monkey stomped, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine a monkey getting his hands on you, and he just bam, bam, bamming you, you know, just swinging you all around, and you can't do nothing about it. He monkey stomping you. Then he gets on top of you and starts jumping up and down, stomping you, Yeah, everything. He's stomping you, and he grabbing you by the arm and just waving you back and forth. Like a toddler, (laughs) like a teddy bear, man. Like, you getting monkey stomped. You didn't just get beat up. You got monkey stomped. (laughs) Oh, man, I love that. Um. That's what's going to happen to the Patriots. I realize that they've got a rookie quarterback coming in. He's not going to be ready to play, but the Patriots are going to be a far better team than they were in 2020. They have a lot of guys coming back, and also they signed a bunch of dudes in free agency, bringing talent to that roster that wasn't on the team this past season. Now, there's something to be said about chemistry. And oftentimes, teams that sign a bunch of free agents underperform. In fact, that's that's usually the case, right? Yeah, I can see that. But to your uh, surprise, I got us splitting with New England this year. Um, I think that they made a lot of pumas, spent a lot of money. I just don't think we're going to run through the AFC East like we did last year. So I got us splitting with New England, splitting with the Jets. So I think we'll take this one at home. I don't know, like you kind of mentioned, if Mac Jones going to be at the helm by this time or Cam Newton is going to be still good enough to hold uh, Mac, the rookie off by the end. And then you got Jared Stenner and Brian Hoyer in the quarterback room. Um, 
I got us winning at home, but it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, if you remember last year, it came down to a Zimmer fumble um, when Cam Newton was on mm-hmm. his way to the end zone about to score. So we almost lost one this past year. You know what I'm saying? But I get almost is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades. But, yeah, I think we're going to split with them. I got us winning this one, but it's going to be a close one on Monday Night Football. Traditionally, Bill Belichick is very good at designing defenses against Josh Allen. But I think the Bills are going to be up for this one. Same as you. I've got them splitting. This is the one that the Bills are going to win. Then... The Bills are headed to Tampa on short rest. The Super Bowl champs, they are playing in the Champs Stadium. It's in December. Probably have some nice weather. You and I may be at that game. Who knows? What are you thinking? This is a tough one, man. This this is a tough one. I know I'm my upset people. <sighs> It's okay, man. You can say it. I got us winning the game. It's just it's it's, it's hard because you think about what Tom Brady has done to. It. It's like a bully, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if a guy bullied you in high school and then you see him, but let's say he, I don't know, had went through cancer and now he can't walk or something. And now you just you still kind of scared of him, but you know you can whoop him now. But yeah, I'm sure that initial is I'm scared, so that's what the hesitation. I have us, I have us winning the game. I have us winning the game, but. It's hard because we we haven't beaten Brady. So and it's at home, um, four o'clock game. And, that, and once again, I think that's going to be one of those games. It's going to be the national game of the week. It's a four o'clock game on Sunday. So once again, not prime time, but still nationally televised. Right. I I got us winning that game. I got us going down to Tampa, getting that good weather, and, and getting a win. So normally, teams have a Super Bowl hangover. They win the Super Bowl, then they drop back to the pack. And that's understandable because all of a sudden they get all these distractions. They get the sponsorship deals. Everybody wants to interview them. They are getting all the media appearances. They think they're hot shit. They all want to make a lot more money. And you end up with roster turnover and players that are unfocused. That does not seem like it's going to happen to Tampa, not with Tom Brady there. He's won too many Super Bowls. He knows what it takes. And he seems to really kind of have them by the gonads. Everybody on that team is going to fall in line with Tom Brady. And they're probably going to be tough again this year. But remember, they didn't have the best record in the NFC going into the playoffs. They just happened to turn it on at the right time. I got the Bills winning this one. Every year, they steal a game that they shouldn't, and they lose a game that they shouldn't. And this is going to be the one that they steal. Okay, that sounds good. So, that is followed by another NFC South team, Buffalo South, or are the Bills Panthers North? Either way, the Panthers are headed to Buffalo in mid-December. A warm weather team headed up to the cold. Pray for the snow, baby. I know that's right. Sam Darnold's gonna be at the helm. I like what I like what they're doing in Carolina, man. I just think we'll be able to get him. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey's gonna be back or what's going on with him. Um, 
But I like the roster that's improving. Once again, I think highly of Sam Darnold and his play. Uh, but I think it's going to be a home game in December. I think we'll get the win. I agree with you on that. I just don't think that the Panthers are to the point yet where they're ready to make the leap and compete against teams that were in the conference championship games, but they are coming around. If you ask me next season, I would say that this is a game that the Bills could lose, but not in 2021. Now, the day after Christmas, the Bills are headed to Foxborough to play the... The evil empire themselves, the New England Patriots. This one, I have the Patriots getting some revenge because the day after Christmas is just so distracting. I think that Buffalo is going to have a hard time getting up for this game. And like we said, it is very difficult to sweep within your division. You're just so familiar with each other. And I think that this is one that uh, that the Patriots are going to take. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things where they're going to want it a little bit more than us. We're going to probably have a brain for it. Um, I got this being our fourth loss of the year, which is still outstanding. Um, I think they win this game. But it's kind of hard because, you know, mine, I got a number in my head and I'm trying to make it fit as far as wins and losses. Mm, Right. So maybe not looking at it. I mean, if Cam Newton is still at the helm, perhaps if it's the rookie, Mac Jones, I don't think he's going to beat us. So then maybe I'll switch it where New England wins the first game, we lose this one. But, yeah, I think we're going to split with him. So I got this as a loss for us. And that's interesting because I I can't imagine Mac Jones being any worse than uh, Cam Newton was last year. That guy just didn't seem like he could throw the ball anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Know. I agree. So the Falcons are uh, headed to Buffalo the second day of the new year in 2022. And I don't know how I feel about the Falcons. It's They seem like they were a mess last year. Matt Ryan seems to be regressing in his old age. Um, I, I don't know. I've got some thoughts on this. What about you? I think it's going to be a win. Uh, a few years ago, when they got the shiny new stadium, I ventured down there and because uh, one of my buddies in Texas has uh, season tickets for the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to T. White. Buffalo came to town. He gave me a ticket. We flew down there and had a great time, man. And I tell you, it's like it was that. And I always remember it because it was a beautiful stadium. They have cheap beer, cheap hot dogs. But that was probably Tyrod Taylor's one of his best games as a Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. All right, and so we came out with the win, and it's funny because I was just sitting there drinking, having a good time, just taking it in Atlanta because Atlanta is one of my favorite cities in the country. Um, and I was just there to chill, just, hey, I wanted to see the building support my team, right? And so everybody around us, and, and going to a Falcons game, it's almost like going to a nightclub. Everybody's so pretty. The guys are handsome. <laughs> the girls are pretty. They come in packs, and it's just a pretty situation. So – I just think it was one of those things where I was just sitting there drinking, eating my cheap hot dogs and beer, not thinking that we'd probably win, you know. And then as the game went on, I'm like, wait, hold on. And so they kind of just start getting more quiet, and I start getting the beer in me, and I start getting louder. And so one of the dances they do down there is the eight-town stomp. So I was eight-town stomping up and down the, you know, the stairs and stuff, and I was having a good time by the end of the game, man. And, I just didn't know where all the energy went because I just think it was one of those things where they just thought they were going to win. So they was they was partying at the beginning of the game, and then we wind up beating them in their place, and I was talking 
big trash, man. And I got <laughs> to take a picture with the chefs. Uh, you know, I posted it on Twitter. Oh, Shout yeah. out to the chefs. They was down there. They always go to their away games. So it was a fun time down in Atlanta. I do like Atlanta. It, it's a fun town. It's uh, actually has a pretty good food scene too. It's a big town. It's it's definitely got its own vibe and feel to it. Um, I don't like the. Uh, I was saying I've got feelings on them, and amongst those feelings are I, I don't like the Falcons and what they're doing with their roster right now. I think Buffalo gets an easy win there, and uh, I have stayed in a hotel by Mercedes Benz Stadium. I haven't been in it, but I. I love the fact that the building is shaped like a camera aperture. It just mm. is the coolest looking thing from the outside. It is. It is. It's a beautiful facility. And that's one thing I'm really into going to facilities and seeing the stadiums and stuff. And it's like, I mean, I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to uh, regress, continue regressing, or he's going to step up. I know that they was thinking about quarterback at that top five position. Instead, they got probably the best player in the draft and Kyle Pitts. I think he will help. They do have a good receiver room with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Um, not like our receiver room, but they do have a good one. That's a good um, one. It is very good. And so I just – I don't know. I, just, I don't see us – I don't – and then it's going to be at home in January. It's going to be cold, a dome team. I don't think they're going to be playing for anything. I think Tampa Bay and the Saints are going to run their division. Their season's going to be ultimately over, and they're going to be laying down and getting their trips to uh, Cancun and all the exotic places that NFL players go to. So uh, I think that's going to be a win. Yeah, it, I hope the Bills can figure out what to do with Kyle Pitts in that game. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play, though, for I sure. Am. I am too. Um, so that brings us to the final game of the season. The Jets are headed to Buffalo. To me, this game depends on whether or not the Bills need the win. I can see that, but I'm just thinking it's going to be one of those situations where while I'm hoping it would be like our last game last year where um, our backup quarterback, like everybody, like Josh Allen came in, threw a bunch of yards, the backup quarterback, uh, Matt Barkley came in second half, threw three, four more touchdowns, and we stomped out Miami. Um, I think this is going to be the same situation. This is going to be the Mitch Trubisky game. We're going to have the division locked up, playoff seedings, and then Mitch Trubisky going to come in, and he's going to still get a win against a Jets team that won't be playing anything. So I got us winning this game. I have us winning the game too. I just, you know, if it's the kind of game that Buffalo doesn't need, and for whatever reason, you know, the Jets – are playing for something, you know, it's entirely possible that they're competing for wild card. Who knows? Um, but it's speaking of wild cards, that's exactly what it is when you're playing your backups. You don't necessarily expect them to come out and destroy their opponent the way the Bills did against a, a good Miami team last year that needed the win in order to get into the playoffs. Um, but I've, I've got the Bills winning this one. Uh, so what did we come up with for our final record, sir? I think mine was 13 and four. And that sounds crazy to say, right? <laughs> it does sound crazy, it to sounds say. crazy to say. But I, I believe I have 13 and four and you were one less with 12 and five. 12 and five. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking for this year. Because, you know, the Bills could lose more games than they did last season and still have a very good year. Winning exactly. 13 games or or only losing three games is historically good and right. it is not uncommon for 10 win teams to end up in the super bowl 
it all has to do with whether or not you get in and when you peak. So I'm looking for another good deep run by the Bills this year. Yeah, so don't be hitting us up on Twitter. Oh, you all suck. You got us losing three games, big new. Hey, man, don't. Hey, Bills Mafia, let me let me just talk to you for a minute, brother to brother. We're not there yet. You can't poo-poo on 13 and 4, okay? You can't poo-poo on 12 and 5. We haven't won that much to where we can poo-poo on these. That will still be an outstanding season for us. So let's slow down. Don't call us going off on us. We said what we said. You know, we all Bills fans, and we all want us to win all the games, but let's be realistic. I don't think that we're going to go undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So, But, hey, what do I know? I didn't think we'd get there this year. So, hey. Well, true. <laughs> true. And I, neither of us saw Josh Allen becoming the absolute megastar that he all of a sudden is. Exactly. And- So, you know, we have them winning this many games. They could win more. They could win far fewer. And we'd be like, what the hell just happened? Exactly. Uh, But. But but real quick, before we sign off, man, what what game? You kind of touched on this. Is there a game? I mean, I know with the whole COVID restrictions, Lord's willing that we'll have full stadiums this year and we're able to get some get back to some sort of normalcy. Is there any game on the schedule that you think, hey, I got to go to this game? Oh, you know, I may want to go see the game in Tampa. Okay. All right. But if, and if it wasn't on, if it wasn't on Thanksgiving, I would say, I would say the Saints. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know every everybody, I feel like, once again, all Bills Mafia want to head to Nashville and take that game, um, take over the town. So And they loved it. Yeah, everybody went and said they had a great time, they party. But you know, you hit the nail on the head. The two games I would love to go to are definitely the New Orleans game and then the Tampa Bay game. So um, I think the, the Saints game is more doable because it's going to be over Thanksgiving. Kids gonna be out of school. We shouldn't have any activities. And once again, that's my old stopping ground. So I would love to make it back to the Big Easy. My my kids have never been there, so we might make a track down there for the week. Uh, get an Airbnb down in the French Quarter, eat some beignets, and take in the whole city. So that will be the game that I will most want to go to. And then obviously the Tampa Bay game. Man, going to Florida in December would be wonderful. A wonderful reprieve from the uh, brutal winters that we have. Is it so, your uh, your former monkey stopping stomping grounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, you know, you know. I met my wife in Florida State. My in laws live uh, forty five minutes outside of Tampa, so ah. visit with them. It's just once again that's that's during the school year, so I don't want to take my kids out of school. So the Saints yeah. game would be more doable, but a close second would be the Tampa Bay game. Cool, man. we might be able to make this happen yeah you you will definitely be able to make it happen i might be able to make the tampa game happen well what if we man we need to go and do a live remote together at away game that's that's what i'm saying that's we gotta talk to the higher ups man give us you know a bigger budget man and we could you know you're number two of the jamie d big news show man we gonna take it on the road man Dude. At least give us some gas. They ain't got to fly. Just give us some gas money, man. Beer money. That's all. <laughs> I think they would definitely <laughs> want us to be nice and lubricated with the beer before we go on the air. Because oh, yeah. that would make for the most entertaining show we've probably ever done. 
oh, Jamie D and Big Newt right. in the Big Easy. Yeah, <laughs> man. Let's do it, man. So you can reach us, and we encourage you to reach us on Twitter. I'm at the Jamie D'Amico. Big Newt is at Big underscore Newt. So Big Newt, you got a song for us? Of course I do, man. Bill's Mafia, we're going to have a great year, man. Love y'all. Hey, hey. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.